You know, I've only been doing this podcast for a couple of weeks, and I've been enjoying watching my numbers grow and grow and grow. And I've been having a good time with it, you know, sitting around, hearing myself talk to myself. I, I just have been really enjoying uh, watching my numbers go from single digits to double digits, and I'm hoping that it keeps growing. So, as a thank you, why not do a quick out of band Friday podcast? And I'm going to talk just a story. It's not even really a story. It's more of a informational. And uh, it's about ransomware. But it's not just about ransomware. It's about the first ransomware. Now, you're all familiar with ransomware. It's become a part of your daily life. With links sent to email that unsuspecting users click on, and then bam, it encrypts the entire file system and any network file systems as well. And if you don't have a backup copy, you have to pay so many Bitcoin to get your files back. Or, of course, you can just wipe the machine and walk away. But don't think this is the new concept. No. Did you know the first computer ransomware was actually a floppy disk? And not just any floppy disk. A 5.25 inch floppy disk. We're talking old school here. The year is 1989 and we're in Stockholm, Sweden. AIDS is on everyone's mind. It's new and it's killing many people. After the conference, you go home and find a floppy disk in your mailbox claiming to be a questionnaire to help determine the patient's risk factors for contracting AIDS. Of course, since AIDS is at the forefront of everyone's mind, users put the floppy in the computer. To be precise, 20,000 copies were sent to 90 nations across the globe. Now, the virus didn't really do anything at first. In fact, it took around 89 times of booting the computer, and then you would be presented with a red screen, and here's what it said. Dear customer, it is time to pay your software lease from PC Cyborg Corporation. Complete the invoice and attach payment. For the lease option of your choice, if you don't use the printed invoice, then be sure to refer to the important reference numbers below in all correspondence. In return, you will receive a renewal software package with easy-to-follow complete instructions, an automatic self-installing diskette that anyone can apply in minutes, important reference numbers, and then like it was just a random string of letters and numbers. The price of 365 user applications is US 189. I think that he actually meant the price for 365 days is $189. The price of a lease for a lifetime of your hard disk is 378 US dollars. You must enclose a banker's draft, cashier's check, or international money order payable to PC Cyborg Corporation and the full amount of 189 or 378 with your order. Include your name, company, address, city, state, country, zip, or postal. Mail your order to PC Cyborg Corporation, P.O. Box 8717-44, Panama 7, Panama. That's right. You needed to mail your payment to a P.O. Box in Panama. Now, I believe that Panama doesn't have uh, or didn't at the time extradition to the U.S. So if you're caught in Panama, you couldn't be extradited to the U.S. I don't know that for sure, but I'm, I'm 99% sure about that. 
So the virus locked the contents of the hard disk, but it did it in a unique way. It encrypted the file names, making the computer unusable. So the files weren't changed, but they were just encrypted in a way that could be decrypted. Quickly, after the infection started uh, to happen, researchers were able to find the scheme in which the file names were able to be restored quickly. Uh, they came up with different uh, names for these applications like AIDS Out and ClearAid. Uh, they could reverse the encryption without having to send money to the extortionists. The real fatal flaw that researchers found out later was that he was using symmetric encryption instead of public-private key encryption. Symmetric encryption means uh, things are encrypted with the passphrase and both sides know the same passphrase. Whereas a public-private key is where you keep the private key to yourself, but then uh, you, you you encrypt things with the public key. So that little random string of digits could have been a public key, but instead it was something that pointed more towards how to decrypt the files. So he, you didn't really need to send the money to Joseph Pop. The creator of the virus, Joseph Pop, ironically, an evolutionary biologist who was conducting AIDS research at the time, was caught and charged with blackmail. He was arrested at the airport in the Netherlands in 1990 after being discovered by the British antivirus industry and named on the New Scotland Yard warrant. He was held in Brixton prison, charged with 11 counts of blackmail. In court, Pop claimed he was going to donate the money to AIDS research, but it was more likely the fact that he was rejected from working uh, with the World Health Organization. So basically, he didn't get the job, so he wrote this virus. Later, he was uh, ruled unfit to stand trial after it was found that he wore condoms on his nose and curlers in his beard to protect his body from radiation. He was deported to the USA and remained free until his death in 2007. Not only did he remain free, he also still continued doing his AIDS research. Crazy. I don't understand how, how, how that happened. But the sad thing here is that many researchers wiped their hard, hard drives uh, and years of research was lost. I couldn't find a clear amount that Pop made using this, but there was evidence that Pop intended to send out another 2 million copies of his AIDS virus. I don't know if that means that he had 2 million more floppy disks sitting in his, his room, I guess. If he already had 20,000, what's a, what's a, what's a few million more? I, I, don't, I don't know. So I hope you enjoyed this Friday off-topic, off fun podcast. Uh, I guess I've never mentioned, if you want to reach out to me, and give me an idea for a show or a story you'd like to hear or give me drop me a little technology hint, you can always contact me by email. It's uh, brewhouseusa at gmail.com. That's B-R-E-W-H-A-U-S-U-S-A at gmail.com. I hope you enjoyed this, and I hope you have a good Friday.